Welcome to the Strong Opinions Cheap Wine, where the opinions are strong and the wine is cheap, just like what Felicity Huffman is probably drinking after paying all her uh, bills this week. Yes, she is. And this is Katie S. This is Katie P. Welcome to another week of the podcast. Yes. Should we just jump right into it since you've already introduced probably the biggest scam of the week, if not 2019 so far, or at least the silliest? Absolutely. Part of me is kind of like, you know, amazed at the fact that people were willing to pay that much money to get their kids into college. So... I'm not amazed that they're willing to pay that much to get them into college. I'm amazed that they didn't have any foresight to think, all right, maybe we get dumb dumb here into an SAT class or two when we spend the money there instead of just handing over cash to the recruiters or to the schools themselves, like, or just go the old fashioned way and buy a building or something. That's, I think that's what's kind of the most surprising part is that like you go to them and you say, I will build a brand new science building, a brand new English building, a brand new liberal arts building. And they'll be like, okay, you can graduate with honors. Yeah. Like, it was, I don't understand it. And did you ever watch Desperate Housewives? No, I did not. But I've heard it's a great show. It is. I watched it like last year. I started because I think I had a week off or something or I don't know what I was doing, but I had a lot of free time. So (laughs) I started it and it's an awesome show. I highly recommend it for anybody that is stuck back in like 2004 and hasn't seen these shows yet. But um, she at one point pays $15,000 to get her twins into like preschool or something. And that's how much she paid in real life to get her daughter into college. It was only 15, I thought she paid 50. I thought it was 15, but maybe I'm confusing real life and Desperate Housewives. That's fine, but she probably got the idea to, like, get it off the show. But what's crazy is that, like, how did this, like, William Singer guy, Rick, come up with this idea? Like, did somebody come to him or he was he like, let me just, you know, find all these rich people with dumb children and make a lot of money off of it? I don't know. I think it's equally likely. I mean, you and I both went through the college admission process. We both went through the college athlete process. We know that things are are flexible, I'll say. But political is not the correct term these days. <laughs> Very political to you know what you know. Um, but what's kind of crazy is that, like, from a personal standpoint, my sister applied to, like, an Ivy League school. I had, like, all the grades to get Ivy League and, like, got into their summer program, but didn't get into their school. So it makes you wonder, like, who chooses what and how they choose it. Like, that's what's very interesting. Somebody paid to get into USC. I know. Listen, so the ironic part about that, so that, so it's, um, Lori Lachlan, is that how you spell, pronounce her last name? So her daughter, <laughs> Olivia, is the one that got into USC. And the best part was, is that, like, She was on a yacht with this person and his daughter, like, from USC. And, like, she clearly lived, like, the fab life. Like, her dad's a designer. Her mom's a famous actress. That's fine. What was interesting is that Sephora pulled her line of makeup. Did you see that? No, I didn't even know she had a line of makeup. Okay. Well, I didn't know this either, but I did some digging. (laughs) And she is, like, a famous, like, Instagram influencer for, like, the 18 to 21 well, that makes sense. And she's very pretty. She looks just like her mom. Yes. And apparently she has like 1.5 million followers, something like that. So she ended up getting this like contract with Sephora to do like her own makeup line. 
But good for Sephora for finding this out and pulling it. Like, I think it kind of shows, like, you know, for a big company like that to pull probably what would have made them a good bit of money to just be like, we're not going to sponsor this. It's wrong. I thought it was kind of big on Sephora. Hmm. Now, I work in marketing, so, of course, my mind goes, they should have sold the shit out of that. And they could have spun this, that you're so pretty, you don't need college. And... I think Sephora made a big mistake there, but that's just me. Unless the CEO of Sephora, whoever it is, is like burnt because he did the right thing or she did the right thing and her child's in, you know, state school like we went to. Maybe, but like, it's just, it's all insane. And once you get past 25, no one cares where you went to high school or college. No one cares where you went to high school either, let's be honest, but. Sometimes I have to remember, I'm like, where did I go to high? Oh, that's right. (laughs) That's right. I'm just a little disappointed that none of the housewives are caught up in this scam. Um, I mean, I'm not, though. I feel like the interesting part about the housewives is that, like, they're kind of, like, self-made. So, like, acting to me isn't, like, I don't know, it's not self-made. Like, I feel like it's, like, Lori Loughlin applies across the board. What? I don't know that self-made applies across the board correct like at least like Rena, especially in like this week's episode she was like she hustles on the side you know what i mean like she modeled and stuff like that and she acted oh like, i totally know what you mean i saw two things online the first one was that if people are mad that all these celebrities paid for their kids to get into college shouldn't somebody be mad that yolanda essentially did the same to get both of her daughters into modeling but the second one was at least Kris Jenner was genuine enough to realize that she was blessed with a bunch of dum-dums and was just like, we're going to ride this train on the looks and only the looks. And look at that. They're a, they have the first self-made billionaire, youngest billionaire. Um, Don't even get me started there. Damn. What was my mom doing? They were telling us if it were reality TV, that would be a big mistake and ruin our lives. And guess what? I could own a beach house right now. We did it wrong. We really did it wrong. I had a chance. I could have been on Jersey Shore. I could have been trashy. But no, I stayed in school. I graduated. I did the job thing. It's not working out. You even went to a Catholic college, which is the best. You're like, I could have been the Jersey Shore. I could have. I was right there in Seaside. I used to go to clubs and they would be there. I can't believe you went to clubs in Seaside. I think that's what's mind-boggling to me. Like, I'm surprised you me that a lot. There's nothing else there. I know, that's the problem. Like, there's just, like, Seaside back in the day was, like, not a great place to be. It's not a great place to be in this day. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm giving it the minute. I mean, it's working on getting better. No, it's um, not. It's working. Everybody's working I on it. I was just better. there last Sunday for the St. Patrick's Day parade. It's not. It has fallen on bad times. All of the clubs are now filing for bankruptcy. It's bad. Well, maybe if they get one of our podcasts, we can bring it back and make Seaside a new thing again. I don't know that I'm willing to go back there. <laughs> you wouldn't <laughs> want, like, you know, <laughs> strong opinions, cheap wine, Seaside edition, New Jersey. No, I've been to somebody that I knew. Half the reason we went there is because we knew all the bouncers and you could get in at 18 and drink. Cabs are here. Cabs are Did you watch watch any Jersey Shore vacation? Because that gives me a lot of joy. 
So when you got married, actually, when we were staying in the hotel, by the way, I feel like we should mention that you put two different hotels on your website and your invitation. That's that we will have to take off the podcast because it is family related. (laughs) I forgot about that, actually. But you didn't tell me which one to go to, so I went to the wrong one. I mean, no one's dead. (laughs) (laughs) That's kind of the attitude I had about the whole wedding. It'll be fine. No one's dying. As we were watching it, or as we were looking for stuff to watch on TV the night of the, like, after the rehearsal was done, that was on, and I watched probably, like, a good four or five episodes of it. <laughs> it is quality trash TV. I mean, we grew up with Jersey Shore, though. Like, that was the thing to watch in college. Like, you emulated, like, like if you wanted to be cool in college, like, you tried to be, like, like, do you remember the cloth skirts? Like, the real tight cloth skirts? Did I not just explain that I was in the belly of the beast? <laughs> I owned the cloth skirts. I shook it at bamboo. I fist pumped at karma. Okay. <laughs> I was there. Well, some of us aren't cool as you. We, you know, fist pumped at a local Yoda bar down the street. <laughs> oh, all right. Well, should we go on to our next topic? Well, yeah. So that we know we didn't talk about what we're drinking. Okay, I will go first. I am drinking the same thing I was last week, only instead of the, I think it was a raspberry or something like that. It's a coconut Moscato. Oh. I'm not a big coconut fan, but like it's a lot of coconut. I like coconut, but it's like smacky in the face coconut. It's very refreshing. I'll say if you like coconut LaCroix, which LaCroix is kind of trash, but if you mix it with something. LaCroix is not trash. It goes great with vodka. The whole point of LaCroix is that you eat healthy, but if you put some vodka in, it tastes very good. I've done it multiple times. So I agree. So I would say if you like coconut LaCroix, this is your drink. All right. What are you drinking? Well, I'm drinking the pomegranate wine that I talked about a couple podcasts back. Um, My expensive cheap wine. How is it? Uh, Different. It's really good. It's by um, Murad uh, Vineyards. I'm pretty sure. I feel I have to go back and look. I forget where it's out of. Somewhere out east. Um, It's it looks like um, like a white ziff, so I'm like I keep thinking it's gonna be a white ziff, but it's not. Um, the pomegranate's not like too overwhelming, but it's it's like a heavier white ziff. Okay. So sweet so day drinking wine. Yeah, yeah, it's like kind of refreshing right now. I haven't had dinner yet, so it's kind of like a nice like pregame in the dinner. Okay. Okay. Speaking of wine, so did you see that uh, Stasi, Katie, and Kristen came out with their own wine? I think we've talked about it on this podcast. Yeah, because you wanted me to find it in my local wine and spirits, but they are not that trashy. Yes. Well, apparently they have sold out. I saw that. I saw that. I can't believe it, but good for them. Good for them. I, You know, we should really consider, like, buying some, each getting a bottle and trying it out. Do they have multiple different kinds or just one kind? They have one kind. I think it's called Potion Number 1 because that's what they came, or that's what they sold out of. They said they're coming out with more. Here's my problem with it. You need to buy two at a time. It's on a subscription service, and it's, like, 50 or 60 bucks for two. I'm not paying that for cheap Bravo wine. Yeah, we are pretty cheap with our wine, and $25 a bottle is pushing up. Plus, what if we get it and we hate it? Then we save it for when we have my 2009 bottle of Chardonnay that I'm waiting to, to drink. We already with. have that. If I lived closer to you and we could each take a bottle, I would be in. But since now we will be stuck with four bottles, I'm out. All right. Well, yeah. 
Okay. Well, we'll think about it. Well, Katie, if any of them are listening by chance and they want to send us a free bottle to review on, hit us up. We'll let you know our real addresses. <laughs> what did you say? DM us, bitches. Or if you would like to contact Todd, you can be contacted by Carrier Pigeon or Smoke Signals or the Pony Express. <laughs> we let, You know what? I can even send my um, my dove out to come pick it up. <laughs> so, yes. Send it to us. Retrieve it. So... But uh, for our news of the week, not much else happened. I have that Jersey started filming because of the release of Joe Judice, although it's not really released. I posted on the Instagram that he's in an ICE uh, detention center. So his lawyers are probably working on it. Yeah, I've heard that it's like a 50-50 at this point. I mean, yeah, I think, didn't you post like... um... I posted a poll asking yeah. what people think, and most people seem to feel that he did his time, he should be able to stay, and I kind of agree with that. I mean, if the situation can stay, so should he. Yeah, I kind of agree, and it's kind of like, I don't know, there's two sides to every story, but he's been here so long, and we don't, I don't know, I feel like we don't know the backstory of why he never got his, like, citizenship and stuff, so... Well, I mean, clearly he cuts corners. I feel like he was raised by people that cut corners, and they were like, we're not applying for this paper. Why will we ever need it? Yeah. This is why you need it. We'll find out. I mean, we'll see. It'll be interesting to see how the girls handle it. It's kind of a, it's a shame for the girls. Not so much treatment. It really breaks my heart. Yeah. So, well, the best of luck to Joe. We'll find out, you know, hopefully his fate on the next podcast, and we'll just continue to wish him both well. What's that noise on your end? Oh, I should shut the window. I didn't realize you could hear that. That is the road. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Please shut the window. <laughs> Listen. Well, look, this is good news. So we live on the East Coast, and it's finally over 50 degrees. Or actually, it's, over it's like 70 today, and I'm so happy. Yeah, so I was outside on the deck. I have all the windows open. I am just like, I had my windows down my sunroof on my car. I was so excited to be working eight hours today. It was phenomenal. Well, you closed the window. And did you have one more thing you wanted to talk to about for news and booze? Or should we move on to Bravo? Um, well, this is kind of Bravo, but I'll say it. So I was like scrolling around Instagram today. And Sonia posted on her Instagram. And I thought it was a joke. So that's part of the reason why I like swipe. Because it said swipe up. Because it was like family event birthday party bachelorette party do a cameo with Sonia and I was like this has got to be a joke like somebody probably posted this and she's reposting it no you can literally fill out a form to like have her cameo and then there's all these reviews at the bottom like Sonia was such a great cameo she did so well and I was like should we like I wonder how much it would be to have her cameo on our podcast I mean it I think she's a decent amount of money, like maybe $100 or something like that. But no, if you watched New York, you would understand that Sonia views herself as a very serious businesswoman, and she is willing to take any opportunity that comes down the pipe. Well, if she's so serious about it, like you should, I'll have to, you know what, I'll have to post it to our stories because it literally looks like she was just like, oh, this is a good picture of me. This is a good background. Like, let this is, this is a good snapshot. Like, it literally looked like something that, like, I don't know who she's paying to do this because it literally looks so like... she has unpaid interns that somehow get college credit. That Are we 12? Because this literally looked horrible. I can do better, and I am so internet Ill- illiterate. 
listen, the whole backstory of the intern, she had one running her social media that was in Ireland and her name was Pepper, I think, and she was homeless and she was homeless. This explains a lot. This she doesn't use Pepper anymore, but um she has all of these interns and she used to have them coming in and out of the townhouse, but now she's in the apartment. And I think she only has one or two, but like these people are just washing her like underwear and stuff like that. And somehow they're getting college credit. So wherever these people, their kids should have been, it's at the school where they're giving college credit for people washing Sonia's underwear. That's where your kid belongs. You should not be paying for them just to get into the college. Full circle. Full circle, all coming together now. Makes so much sense. Probably should watch this uh, series. <laughs> uh, all right. So I know that you didn't watch Summer House and you never watched New York. Do you want to start out with something that you didn't watch? Or, oh, and you didn't watch Mexican Dynasties either, and it was it was crazy. So well, I really wanted to watch it. It's on my DVR. Um, I just got. This is another long week for me, and I have a test next week, and I've just been a little coming home and sleeping. <laughs> Unfortunately, work, sleep, work, sleep, study, study, sleep, work. So it's been a little boring for me these days. So what do you want to start with? Something that you did watch or didn't watch? Um, let's start with Mexican Dynasties. Because okay. I'm, I'm kind of curious. I, like, it was supposed to be a good one because they are that, like, sex dungeon, right? It was. So it's, I'm starting to learn their names. So it's Oscar's birthday and the sister comes in with a mariachi band and the kids to wake him up and they're yes. like all in his bedroom and he's like, oh, I'm so surprised. But apparently they do it every year. So it's a little weird. But then the two of them are in their interview and they start singing this birthday song and it's like all the bad things will happen. Like they're singing to the happy birthday theme music, but it's like. They're singing about taking you to the movie theater and you can't watch and they're going to pants you. And it's very odd. I I don't know. It was very <laughs> odd. And then they flip to the, uh, I don't know, the one with the two boys. And, yes. And I was like, why do they wake up at one in the afternoon? And then thankfully they flip to the help and they're like, they always wake up at one in the afternoon or later. <laughs> because they party until like three, just the three of them party till like 3 a.m. That's kind of like my dream. I don't know. You need to watch it. It looked sad. I mean, if I could stay home and watch TV until like 1 a.m. I mean, I wouldn't like party. I guess party's a hard word. No, no, no. They're partying. They're they're old, though. I know. So it's their 27-year-old son and the two of them, and they are full-on partying until, like, 3 a.m. And also, I had said last week or the week before that I thought that there wasn't an extra room in the house because the help lives there, and I definitely think the help lives there because they all know what time they go to bed, and then they're there in the morning when they're not up. So I think that they're a live-in help, which is nice. That is nice, and it's so nice that they're spilling their secrets. Oh, love it. So the kids, they're finally here. Oh, that's exciting. So it all makes sense. And you might be right. They might have been recording in Mex or in Miami, but they didn't really address it. But the kids stayed with the in-laws in Florida because they were finishing out the school year. And now they're permanently moving them to Mexico. Oh, okay. Well, that'll be nice for the family at least. I mean, I, mean, I guess it'll be nice for the in-laws too. Yeah. But with the recording, they dropped their single today. Yeah, how was it? Did you listen? She's wearing a very scantily clad outfit. 
Well, she's very pretty, and she's got a very beautiful figure. Um, you know, I mean, say, it, on Instagram, I can't tell the difference between her and Oscar's sister. They look oh, yeah. very much alike. They do. They do look very much alike. Um, I follow all of them on Instagram, but the problem is they speak, like, 90% in Spanish. I know. So, I'm constantly like, oh, that's a nice picture. I like, um... But the song is, I mean, it's, again, in Spanish, so I know, I don't even know what it sounds like, what it's saying, um, but it's it's catchy, it's dancey. Um, I thought it was a really long song until I realized that Spotify was playing it on a loop for me. <laughs> I was like, wow, this is a really long song. And then I was like, oh my gosh, it's just been playing it on a continuous loop. <laughs> and so- that's what I get for not knowing the words. Well... I mean, I didn't take Spanish in high school. I took French. I took Spanish, but, like, I wasn't, like... Yeah, I got, like, So, they're they're moving there. The kids are there. But they're staying at the Alande's house. All of them. Until they buy a house. Okay. So, it's the parents, the two brothers, the wife, the two kids. And, like... They are just having it because now the the parents are up all night and they're on an opposite sleep schedule of the kids and it's not working out. The gem of the episode, and I don't remember why it was brought up, but apparently the father videotaped uh, the older son's birth from between her knees. Oh my God. The entire thing. They made his wife watch it. Yes. Yes. That's what they were talking about. I was, like, seeing that on Instagram. (laughs) My mouth fell to the floor. I was like, stop. Like, who does this? And his only explanation was, I was really into cinematography at the time, and I just wanted it to be beautiful and artsy. And, like, it, it's crazy. So... On a personal note with that, Todd's dad video recorded both him and his brother's births and luckily they were both c-sections which is a surgery mm-hmm. but like what they did back in the day was they literally let her pull the drape down and look at them pull it like we watched it pull todd out of her stomach what? and she's just like watching it why did they have you watch that oh well you know his dad was sick and i kept saying like if you go if you come home like you can show me all these videos he always wanted to show me and that was the first one um, it was kind of weird, but kind of funny. It was kind of funny in the sense that, like, you know, newborn baby screaming, just born, and he's like, say hi, <laughs> say hi, Todd, happy birthday, Todd, it's your birthday, Todd. Like, I was dying. Was Todd so, fine? Um, I mean, Todd wasn't saying much, but I was like, this is so cool. Oh, my God. His dad was crying. Like, I mean, it was, it was sweet, because his dad was crying, but I was like, because we did it on his birthday, um, like, Todd's birthday. But it was really, it was really, I don't know. I don't, I'm glad it wasn't between the legs because the C-section was much better. Okay. Well, you had a story close to your heart that was a lot closer to this Mexican dynasty <laughs> story than I ever would have guessed. You're speechless now, but I'm like, I don't know. Like, it was kind of cool in a weird way. All right. Well, let's keep on the kid train. Um, Doris has kids. What? And apparently she has a husband. They're in Beverly Hills, aren't they? I think so, yeah. But her, she, son, 
she came down to coming next episode or something i don't know well she came down because her dad died and spent time with her mom and yeah yeah and now she's creating the business and she's trying to get i don't know if it's elon or adon or why does she want to represent represent adon when adon clearly can't sing um, I think she just, like, it's a family friend, and she thinks he's cute, and she wants to help him. I mean, unless she's going to auto-tune his voice. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, just, well, I was... Here's the thing. She had him play a song that he wrote in English, and in her testimonial, she's like, it needs a lot of work, but there's some potential here. Then she had him play the same song in Spanish, and it sounded really good in Spanish. Okay, so maybe his, like, it's, his English voice is a little... Yeah, like it sounded super pretty in Spanish. Okay, well, you know what, Adon, give me some more Spanish songs and I will, uh, I'll rate you five stars. Yeah. Um, they show Oscar and his sister's talk show. It's insane. And it's, it's like, weird, every- isn't it? what? It's weird, isn't it? Like, it's it's a weird super show. weird. And she wears these wigs and they do these dances and it's like a cracked out telenovela, but on E! As in the E network, not yeah, and it's network. very popular, isn't it? That's what they say, but they only do it once a week, so I, I don't know. But they go from there, and Oscar for his birthday, where he's turning forty nine, they're having an S and M party. Everybody's going. Everybody's cool with it. Some of them know what it is. Some of them don't. They bring Oscar's mother, and then he talks about his relationship with his mother. And apparently, like she was always very supportive of him being gay. And then they talk about this point in his life where, like, I guess he was in middle school, and people were bullying him. And she said, "I will take care of this." Aww. Out of school the next day, and her and all her biddies are out there with baseball bats. No nice to him they tell this story and you're like wow this woman's crazy and then she goes oh i thought you were going to tell the story with the gun and he goes no 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 and you're like what are these people doing? <laughs> it's insane this is why they need security on the streets of mexico when yes. they're out like it's a different world it's insane the party's insane and the only other thing i'll say is that the whole time leading up to the party oscar's sister is like oh are you going to bring a date? And he says he met somebody last night. He told him to come. So he's excited. He's talking about, oh, maybe he'll come. Maybe he'll come. It's like halfway through the party. He's texting the guy. And the guy's like, oh, I'm tired. I can't come. And Oscar texts back just very politely. He's like, oh, I was looking forward for you to come. Are you sure you don't want to come? The guy texts back, well, do you have any Coke? And then Oscar just looks at it and puts his phone down and walks away. Oh, and like, what? They are not holding any punches on this show. And I love it. Well, that's what I mean. Like, I feel like it's going to be, like, they started off with, like, horrible, like, editing and all this stuff. But it's so real. It's, like, it's literally, like, the beginning of, like, the Real Housewives, like, series. Where it was, like, you know, like, Vicky's old hair. Mm -hmm. When Lori had that hair of hers. And, like, you know. Yeah. So Gina with her husband, like when they were just like so raw about how bad the relationship was, and then yes. now you talk about it like that. And, and Simon and Tamara. Oh my gosh, yes. And that's what I mean. Like, I feel like this is exactly what it is. So people need to watch it because I mean the first episode was good, but it was kind of slow. But it's if you said like the second episode was good, and I really I do want to watch I it. I wouldn't even say the first episode was slow because I felt like I was taking in so much because there's a million characters and half of it's in Spanish, and you're like, I need a minute here. <laughs> when they start off with a freaking earthquake drill, and you're like, 
Oh my gosh. Uh, so what we're saying is, watch people, this needs to stay on our televisions. Because we will be posting about it, so. All right, do you want to move into Beverly Hills? And since I just gave all my thoughts on uh, Mexican dynasties, you can go off on this. Sure. So Beverly Hills is, I mean, I'm really, really, really enjoying this season, but I'm like so torn because I was such an LVP, like, fan, supporter, and now I'm kind of like, where do I go? So a lot um, of people have been messaging our account saying that they're one side or the other, or they don't like any of the women, and I just keep messaging back. I equally like and hate them all, and it's wonderful. I mean, I have always loved Kyle. I'll still love Kyle. I think that Kyle would have to do something, like, huge for me to not like her. Um, Teddy, I was kind of on the fence with last, like, season. I was like, oh, she's nice. Like, will she stay? Will she go? Will she make it? Will she not? And then, like, this year, she's, like, really, like putting her foot down and, like, adamant and, like, mm -hmm. kind of saying her piece. Okay. Um, and then, like, LVP, the only thing that gets me with this whole thing with her showing the text is that, like, Teddy's like, here's my phone. LVP is like, here's it on paper. And here's my people's court tip of the week in here. You always want it in the phone because they can edit the pieces of paper. <laughs> so I don't trust LVP because of that. Well, even Kyle said in her testimonial that she had read all the texts and this is not the full story. Exactly. And that's why I feel like it's so interesting because, you know, LVP has this whole stack and it's like folded. And you can tell how many people she's shown. It's yeah, she has little notes on it and such. Yeah. like She's not handing that stack over to Dorit. Exa exactly. And she's just pointing, pointing, pointing. And it's like. That's what gets me. Like, if it was the whole story, then you would just hand it over and hand it over on the phone. And then she's just like, I've never met, what's his name? Bobbit? Johnny? Johnny? Oh, John Blizzard. Blizzard. Yeah. And it's like, but wait a minute. Like, two scenes ago, she was, he was sitting in their living room like their best buds. Yeah. And that's what I didn't understand. And then Sessa did this, Sessa did that. And Teddy, I know, Teddy's story has been very consistent. And LVP's has been very, like, trying to get people on her side. Yeah, she's had a few slip-ups, and even Kyle and Dorit caught her in the slip-up when she was showing the text, when Kyle was like, well, Dorit, when did LVP tell you that Teddy knew? And she was like, oh, well, before the pool party, or I forget when. And Kyle said, well, if you don't know John Blizzard, then how did you know that? And LVP was like, oh, well, look let's just stick to the text. Teddy knew the entire time. And she exactly. was like, but how yep. did you know? So they kind of caught her off guard there. I don't think her head's fully in the game. No, it's not. And it, well, and I think they're catching her because, you know, things have gone, her head's not fully in the game. And now she's like realizing like, I can't play these women. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that's my whole LVP thing. Um, What'd you think of Kyle's kind of storyline for the first half of this uh, episode taking, I don't know, one of her daughters to uh, college? I was heartbroken. Because, like, I remember, I mean, I only went to school two hours away from where I lived. So, like, I could go home, like, super easy. But I, I remember being so, still so sad. And, like, she's moving across the country. Like, yeah. that's what's, like, I mean, I totally, my heart was breaking. I mean, I was so excited for her, but... Like, I just remember that, like, first drop-off. Especially because we both had to go, like, a month early because of sports. So, like, it I was... Like your drop-off was a lot different than mine. Well, I see it to my mom, and she said, all right, text me that you're not dead over the weekend. And that was it. 
Mine was but, uh, very, like, my I, mom was crying. I wasn't crying, but I was a little anxious, but my mom was, like, bawling. My dad's like, stop, she's only 10 hours away. I love your parents. Your mom would be the one to cry, though, and my mom would be the one to be like, don't die. See you at Thanksgiving. Plus, like, and, like, even my graduation, she's bawling, and my dad's laughing with the camera, like, <laughs> laughing, because she's, like, bawling her eyes out. And my dad's like, why are you crying? Because I kind of did this, too. And, like, my dad's, like, laughing. I'm just like, that's so, such, such, my, such is my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will say, the thing that did touch my heart, the entire storyline for that, was Mauricio is such a good dad. And he just loves yeah, his girls right. so much. Yeah. And they're his entire life. And he's just into being the daddy. And then he was curling Kyle's hair and so proud of himself that he oh, did it well. And he's just the best. He is great. And I felt bad for Portia, too, because, like, you know, I think, I'm pretty sure Sophia's her last, like, her, like, it's Sophia and then Portia, so I think Portia's really sad because she's gonna be alone. But she won't be. The other, how many daughters does Kyle have in total? Four or five? Four. I think it's four. She has Farrah. Uh-huh. She's five. So she's five. No, okay. she's four. All right, well, either way. Every sister but Alexia, who just went to Georgetown University or George Washington or something like that, um, is home. Well, are they, though? Does Farrah live with them? Farrah lives in L.A., but she works at the agency, and I see her on Instagram all the time over at their house, and then the one older than Alexia lives there. Oh, my gosh. Well, that's Farrah. No, no, no. Farrah's the oldest one. The ones that's not biologically Mauricio's. So there's one in between Alexia and Farrah? Yeah. Oh, that's when she has five. Because it would be Farrah, Alexia, the one in between them, Sophia, and Portia. I think she only has four. I think she only... Oh. Wait, who got dropped off at college? What? Who got dropped off at college? Sophia? Yeah. I thought it was Alexia. Alexia graduated. Oh. Right? Right. Well, then, I don't know. I thought Alexia got dropped off at college. They all look alike. They all have similar names-ish. Not really. Four. I was right. Sophia, Farah, Alexia, Portia. So then I was right. Alexia is the one that got dropped off at college. No. Sophia got dropped off at college. I will send you the picture. Who's older, Sophia or Alexia? Oh my gosh. Alexia's older. Oh. I'm yes, Alexia's old. Yes, because there's a picture of Alexia graduating in her cap and gown right here. Okay. Then you were correct on both counts, and I will pull my... <laughs> so I, the- I finally went at something Bravo-related with you. <laughs> Doesn't happen much, folks. You heard it here first. It doesn't. That's what happens when you empty all math knowledge out of your brain and you replace it with Bravo knowledge. Uh, But anyway, it was a very nice scene. It was a lot better than the typical Bravo ones where they drop a kid off at college because normally I'm just like, whatever, get to the next scene. These were enjoyable. Yeah, no, it was really cute. Yeah. And what about Renna's uh, photo shoot? My God, she is stunning. So pretty. I'm just, I mean, if I try to do a photo shoot in my garden, it would just be like bare trees and brush. Like, good for she, her. she could do it in bare trees and brush and still be equally as stunning. I know. She's so pretty and she's such a hustler and I just like want to be her. I want to be her. I was watching her for like an hour just sitting in bed going through my phone watching her on QVC the other night. And even just watching her do that is enjoyable. 
Yeah, I just love her. I could watch her all the time. Yeah. Should uh, should we move on to New York? Go for it. I love asking questions about New York. Okay. So they didn't say this on the episode, but I subscribe to Sirius since I work from home and I need things other than just like repetitive music to listen to. So I was listening to Andy Cohen and he was talking about how this um, season is going to feel really fresh and like you didn't miss any time because they took less time off this year so they filmed the reunion in march and then they went back and started filming again in august but if you remember last year they didn't even finish airing on tv the reunions until like june yeah it was super late yeah so for those women it probably feels like everything just happened so if I didn't say it last week, Luann and Dorinda are at odds. Bethany is still recovering from the death of Dennis, and both Bethany and Luann are kind of mad at Ramona. And Sonia's just kind of in the middle. Like, everybody likes Sonia. She went through a couple seasons where everybody thought that she was an alcoholic, and then they saw what Luann looks like as an alcoholic, and they're like, Sonia, you good, girl. You good. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously. <laughs> uh. So, um, what struck me from the beginning is the fact that they keep saying Luann went to rehab. I don't know what rehab she went to, but it can't be some AA rehab or something like that. I I can't believe she's working the program because from the little that I know about it, you have to make amends with people. You have to be humble, things like that. And she is doing the exact opposite. Bethany asked her if she was going to wait a year to date or to date somebody like you normally have to. And Luann was like, oh, no, I can date at any time. I just can't date anybody in AA for a year. And then she follows that up with, but the men you meet in AA they're great. You ladies should come with me. And I'm like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> and then... All the, you know, the goods to get, right? I know. And then they're kind of forcing Luann's friend Barbara down our throat. I don't know how I'm feeling about her. She's hosting on Clambake in this episode, and the whole drama is who's invited, because they're all worried about testing Luann's sobriety and they don't want Ramona there. They don't want Dorinda there. So Dorinda- We all know Ramona can't be sober for anything. Well, no, it's not that. It's that they think it's going to trigger Luann to not be sober because she has beef with both of them. She what? She has beef with both of them. Oh, I thought you said she was with Steve with both of them. And I was like, ooh, who's Steve? No, but I'm sure she's been with multiple men named Steve because as Bethany said a couple seasons ago, She's a whore. She's a dirty slut whore. That's oh my quote. <laughs> and that is why you should be watching New York. <laughs> uh, but I mean, yeah, Luann is just claiming that Ramona's lying to her. And really, I think I'd believe Ramona before Luann because Ramona's saying that she saw Luann out drunk different places. And Luann's like, that's not true. I've been completely sober. And she's not acting like somebody that's working a program or anything like that. Well, is this before she went back to rehab for the second time? No, this is after. So she's supposedly like 55 days sober. And what they go into in this episode, which I think is the most interesting part, is they go into when they had the intervention for her to go to rehab the second time. Because Bethany came to the reunion last year and said that they had to have an intervention. She was there. They needed to send her to rehab. She did not want to go to rehab. Luann says she doesn't remember the intervention because she was so drunk. But 
this was after apparently she spent all week remember in the papers her children sued her she was trying to buy that six million dollar house it didn't go through yeah is that when she asked um what's this face for six million dollars yes so she was calling different people asking to loan her six million dollars she ended up calling bethany's ex and now deceased boyfriend dennis for six million dollars he said no because he has a brain And then she started telling people around town that Bethany was a terrible person and she wouldn't help Luann and she was making people not loan her money. And like, if you need to borrow $6 million, you have a problem. Well, thank you. But I mean, it was just, just absolutely insane. So on one hand, they're talking about how bad she was and how terrible that is. But on the other hand, they haven't even left the table yet. And Luann's like, I only want to be with people that celebrate me. And I'm thinking, what do you have to celebrate? You have things to apologize for. You have things to be grateful for. Right now, nobody has anything to celebrate you for, not even your children. Am I wrong here? You tell them. You know what? You're going hard with this. You just keep on going. I will. And the friend Barbara that I said I'm not, I don't know. I don't know about her. Apparently she was going to be a housewife, but now she's not holding an apple. So who knows? It was bad enough that they gave her power of attorney over Luann. Oh, like that's the only one she had left. Uh, Like in that sense, like it was so bad that Barbara had to be power of attorney because there's no one else to be power of attorney over. Yes, but like I can't imagine it's easy to get power of attorney over a young woman who other than her drinking, doesn't really have anything wrong with her, doesn't have any health issues or anything. That had to be a process. She got power of attorney. Bethany locked down all of her emails, all of her phone calls, and that's when they did the intervention. And to me, that's just insane. It just, I don't know, Luann's always been like, um, she always acts like she's better than everyone else. Yes. I mean, when she was the countess, that's how it had to start. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But anyway, um, Dorinda ends up calling Barbara because Dorinda finds out she's not invited to the clam bake. She has a big blowout, says that she's not going to apologize to Luann. And to Dorinda's defense, she was Luann's ride or die. All through the Tom thing, she defended her. She said, if this is who she wants to marry, I will stand by her side through the arrest. She said, listen, she's made mistakes, but haven't we all made mistakes? And then Luann had the audacity last year to call out Dorinda's drinking on camera. Now, do all the viewers know that Dorinda's a drunk? Of course, but that's for us to say, not (laughs) her good friend. That's for me to say. Um, so they have the big blowout. Barbara said, just call her. But instead of calling her, Dorinda opts to send Luann a text with a Tyler Perry quote about forgiveness. Yeah, what is that whole Tyler, like, she just sends her the quote, like... Yeah, there's no context around it. It's something like, if you can't forgive people, you can't move forward with forgiveness, you begin your new journey or something like that. I'm sure I'm butchering it, but that's the sentiment around it. And I get it, but like, it just pissed Luann off. And now we're going into the next episode and it's just, I don't know. It's wonderful TV. Fabulous. (laughs) Uh, What do you want to do next? Oh, let's do some VPR. All right. It was a good episode. It was a good episode. But again, where the hell is Tom getting his money to buy this bike? I don't know. And if you were Ariana, wouldn't you be a little bit 
more worried that you're getting into a large financial commitment with a, with a man that's just going to essentially burn $15,000 on the spot there for what is not a great reason. And, like, that's what I don't understand. Like, he's just like, this is what I wanted my whole life, and I finally have 2.5% in a company with no control over it, so I'm just going to buy this $15,000 bike. Like, where is this money coming from? So buy a $2 million house, a $15,000 bike, put $50,000 into a thing. Like, I need to be doing what they're doing because clearly I'm doing it wrong. I get very frustrated about this topic. (laughs) I think he is doing it wrong, and I think that he just spends money foolishly. Think alone how much money he probably spends on those costumes that he wears two to three times per season. He has costume artists on standby, he said. Well, and if you remember, he goes and gets tanned and spray tanned and his hair oiled and, like... He does a million things, yeah. I I don't understand where this money is like i almost feel like it, we're gonna it's he's gonna be pk in like 10 years and pk's gonna be like but i don't own those people that money and he's gonna be like oh that bike that bike oh, yeah. he doesn't ever have any an answer for anything talking about pk real quick i read the saddest comment that james kennedy is jack in 15 years yes we've talked about supporting this supporting this entire family and just like trying to be a dj or something and it, it's dark well lvp will take care of him and he can sign out as a buffer <laughs> yeah you're right you're right texting him on his birthday you know <laughs> uh it seems like james has a legit career it seems I mean... like everything is going well so he definitely has fame from like the show because like clearly we were gonna try to get him to do the intro to our story, which is going real well. Yeah. Um, but I wonder how good he actually is. Like, I would just be interested to like go into like one of his events, stone sober to like listen to the music. So what he did a bar around here. Not like around here, because I'm in the middle of nowhere, New Jersey, but the shore points that we go to. And one of our, actually two of our friends went, and they said that he was actually a decent DJ. And they're like actual party people that go and do it every weekend. And I think with that kind of thing, you don't necessarily need to be good. You just need to be willing to show up and hustle. And I think that's what he's doing. That's true. But I question, I mean... It's not like he's producing a lot of his own music. He has some. It hasn't gone well. If you're just pressing play and mixing music together, I don't think that... I think if you're willing to put in the hours, you can probably make a living out of it. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens, like, where he ends up, like, five or six years from now. Oh, it'll be dark. (laughs) With Raquel. She made an appearance. I was so excited for you. Did she She make an appearance? What? Oh, she made an appearance when he was mad at the end. But that's for next week. Exactly. But it's an appearance nonetheless when Lala's like, don't you talk about my father. I'm very excited for that, but I'm not counting it for this week. So Raquel is still MIA. She's in her Barbie box. (laughs) And for anybody that doesn't know what I'm talking about, go to our Instagram. It's under VPR Theories. I have gotten very good feedback on this. People agree that she is the modern day Tyra Banks from um, Life Size, the Disney movie. So, please go look it's, at it. It's just so funny, because it's almost like they heard you, and they were like, whoa, shit, we gotta put her back in the in the promos, at least, because we got people talking about, like, she's dead. <laughs> <laughs> well, talking about somebody else that hasn't been around, 
they were at that cat cafe thing. They talked about Sheena, and I was like, holy crap. I didn't even remember that I should be missing her as a cast member. I haven't seen her in forever. I forget that she's actually a cast member. Like, I always feel like she's just, like, a friend of, but she doesn't really have many friends on there, so she's just of. Yeah. Which is a shame, because I, I want to like her. I'm trying. I, I don't like her. I, I mean, mean, I dislike her. I just have zero respect for her. I just which feel may bad. be worse. What? Which may be worse. I just want to be, like, I just want to, like, mold her into, like, a beautiful, like, blossoming... What are those things called? Butterfly. Um, like start her over, cocoon her, slow her down. But see, that's the problem. She is too malleable. Like you take somebody, you mold them once, maybe twice. She's willing to mold with every friendship, every job, every boyfriend. She's a different person because just like Stasi said, if you're friends with everybody, you're friends with no one. If you're loyal to everyone, you're loyal to no one. That's true. I'll give you that. And that's what I don't like about her. She's very insecure. I feel bad about that. But I feel like that's why she's so moldable, because she's so insecure. I would agree with that. She's terribly insecure, but I can't bring myself to feel bad enough to like her. Okay, enough about Sheena. Okay, fair enough. Um, <laughs> the triplets were back this week. How do you feel about the triplets? Because I have an utter disdain for them. Um, they kind of just come and go as they please, so I don't, I, I can't really muster a disdain for them like you. Alright, think about it this way. Schwartz is the successful brother. But he's not. But that's my point. He's the successful brother. I mean, they're like farm kids, aren't they? No. No. Like, they're like typical Florida people. And to anybody, oh, well, come on. I, I apologize, but no, the three of them work at a Target. They're all older than Schwartz. Or managers wearing their red shirts and khakis. They're not. They're not. They share a cell phone. I mean, they they're, live at home. They're frugal. What is with you and Little Miss Sunshine over here, okay? Just let me hate on them, which is what I do every time. The only joy that I got out of them was seeing that they were not going to be a major player in this episode. Yeah, they kind of just, like, popped in for the free alcohol and left. But, like, even getting to Tom and Katie's wedding, they couldn't organize themselves to get on a flight in time. I mean... No, 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 no. There's <laughs> no defending these individuals, Okay. I am happy that they will not continue the line of mediocrity that is the Schwartz family. Wait till they procreate. No. no. Yeah, they're going to choose to procreate with them. No, they'll procreate. You just wait. They'll be like they'll each have a set of triplets, and then there'll be twelve of them. No, Stop. nine of them. Three, six, nine, nine, nine of them. Stop. I'm gonna build a wall around Florida. <laughs> It's where I want all the budget to go. <laughs> <laughs> Just so the oh, <laughs> uh, but this episode, they're all talking about how they're going to go to uh, Puerto Vallarta. Is that it? It's where yes, they're going to go see Vicky. Yeah. Look it up. <laughs> but they're talking about this. How is Jax the only one that immediately realizes that James going on this trip is a bad idea? 
So I've always kind of wondered, like, why Jax had... Well, I know why Jax has such a disdain for James. But, like... What? It's looking in a mirror. Exactly. And I think that's the problem, is that, like, James just calls out all the shitty stuff that Jax does, and Jax hates it. And it's like, you know, learn from what he... I don't know. I just... I've never been a fan of Jax. Oh, I don't mind Jax. I think he's a terrible person. I think he's good TV, but I really like when he's the voice of reason among all of these idiots. I don't like that he's the voice of reason because he has no reason and no common sense. But he had enough common sense to realize that James going on this trip would be a bad, bad idea. I, and a problem yeah. with girls. I mean, but like, why would, here's my thing. Like, why would James want to go to a different country on vacation with, a majority of people that don't like him because he's he kind of thinks that he's cool with the guys and i think that he just thinks that either he can get raquel to win over the girls even though they don't really like raquel i think that they're lukewarm on her or that if he just hangs out around long enough that they'll forgive him because that's kind of what this cast does you can sleep with somebody's boyfriend or girlfriend and guess what if you just hang around long enough they're gonna forgive you is it part of their contract? <laughs> yeah. You must do an X amount of forgivenesses per season. <laughs> <laughs> oh. But, I mean, I just couldn't believe that he was the only one that could see that coming. All of the viewers could see it coming, but I don't know. And I think that Ariana was right at the end of the episode to call out Schwartz that he always allows Sandoval to be the scapegoat and because he equally invited James I agree, but what a wimp is she to start off with, like, I'm pissed at you, blah, 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 like, and lean into him, and then the minute Katie comes over, she's just like, I was just letting Schwartz know that I thought it was a little unfair. Like, if you're going to lay into Schwartz, lay into Katie. Don't be scared of Katie. Don't be scared. I don't know. I'd be scared of Katie. I think she'd throw a punch. Well, then... Say it, here's the thing, say it or don't say it. You don't just tell it to, they're a couple, they're like one and the same. Don't just like lay it on him and then be like, oh, I was, I was just explaining to him because she's the reason the whole argument started. Uh, yeah. No, she's she not the reason the argument started. Or do you mean Ariana? Ariana's the reason. Like she started it with Schwartz and then she they were talking about it when Katie showed up. And then that's when Ariana... I was just telling you that's when the whole thing started. Mm. Ariana's the reason that argument, like, ended up the way it did. I don't know. I think I'm going to be a little Miss Sunshine on this and say she was trying to be a little bit diplomatic and also not get slapped because Katie was super drunk, which you could see because she was all slitty-eyed. But I also can't say that if I was friends with both people in the couple and then I was mad at one but not the other, that I wouldn't try to calmly explain my reasoning to the one and then go back to laying into the other i don't know we're gonna i just feel like gotta land the both of them <laughs> i do i mean i feel like but it's such a thing to do with that she doesn't deserve to be laid into like that katie yeah yeah but katie's the reason why she like katie won't just be like you know what james is gonna come on the trip i'm not gonna talk to him katie's like anti-james he can't come he can't do anything within 500 miles of me yeah, but things. and if I was on a television show and I knew that I could be with somebody potentially that was going to call me fat and lay all my dirty laundry out again, 
for nation a nation of viewers to see i don't know that i would be that cool with him coming either plus she's not the only one i know but playing little miss sunshine again i just feel like that i don't know i just i feel like ariana needs to accept blame for going that far and not being you know i don't know i just shitty all around basically all right fair enough um let's jump to Kristen and carter that was a bleak anniversary dinner it just made me so, so sad the relationship just makes me so sad it, it's rough people on the poll this week seem to be torn on who's really the terror in the relationship it was like a little bit more towards Carter, but I think they're both a problem, but I think that he seems terrible. I also don't think he shows good judgment that, well, go ahead. Well, I th- I thought it was very, like, Kate, or, um, Kristen's becoming very, like, retrospective. So she's, like, looking at herself, and she's just like, I know I can be annoying. I know I can be hard to live with. And I agree with that. I don't, I would not want to live with her. No. But, like, you're going to find somebody that's going to, compliment that in every single way and he is just not it he is just anti whatever she wants to do yeah was you know it what I mean? her last week that she talked about ter- being 35 and she is she's getting up there the fact that this is kind of her last chance at happiness was this this week or last week this is last week okay then we already talked about it but yeah carter seems like a terror and i kind of hope that they're broken up in real time i was just saying that i was like we never really got confirmation whether or not they were still broken up i guess we'll have to investigate it this week he's still on her instagram but he hasn't been on any stories lately so well kristen if you're listening girl you can deserve so much better you can like you just gotta dump his ass so let's finish up with back to Katie and Tom, just because they're also a nightmare couple. Do you really think that they only have sex once a month? Questionable. I mean, they are married, and you can speak to the, the marriage physical part of the relationship. I can't. Um, whether or not it goes downhill after that. <laughs> um, but they did have issues, like, with their physical intimacy before they got married, and that was evident on a couple seasons, so... But on the reunions and on podcasts and stuff, they always said that that was just, like, shtick. shtick. That was just their joke. It's their joke among their friends that, oh, sh- I don't get any sex. Maybe it's a bad joke. Maybe it's a joke. But now he kind of seemed more serious about it, like, yeah, um, I'm not getting any, so maybe this wax will help me. <laughs> Well, and that's why I feel like when they say, like, when they make that joke, they're probably joking as, like, oh, we can joke about it knowing it's true. Like, I feel like that's a weird joke to have. I agree. I agree. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess if it works for them, it works for them. I don't know that it does work for them. (laughs) We're going to go with the fact that it works for them. I don't think it does. I think that they are just chained to each other in misery. But, hey, to each their own. And... Finally, Stassi got her vagina vajazzled. It made me want to get mine. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I was like, <laughs> that seems We're really cool. podcast right here. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was, like, Googling where I can get it done around me without, like, contracting something. I was going to be really positive this week and have no thorn for the week. This is my thorn. The fact that you were thinking about getting your vagina vajazzled. <laughs> I just... 
I mean, I kind of, I don't know. I just think it would be so funny to not say anything and just be like, see if they notice. Boyfriend Todd doesn't know what a DM is. I think that scared <laughs> the poor boy. <laughs> He's going to think I have a disease. He's going to think like you have a GSTD. He's going to think herpes now glitters. No, I'm going to tell him it's a vajazzle. Oh my god. <laughs> That's the new STD in town. The vajazzle. Oh, alright. Well, talking about walking STDs, do we want to go into Summer House? Yes, we do! <laughs> alright. I know you didn't watch this week. We really didn't get any more information on the Kyle and Amanda versus Lindsay and Danielle, but whose side are you on? Didn't watch this week's episode. It doesn't matter. They didn't. It didn't change. Okay. I um, I don't really like Danielle. I so it's hard to like. So I've always kind of liked Kyle in a weird way. Like his like he's very charis- charismatic. He's like yeah. he's the fun guy at a party. He's just not the guy you date. Lindsay, I didn't think would make it this many seasons. Yeah. Danielle, I really did not like in the first couple episodes. Um, or how many episodes did I watch? One, probably just one, right? One, maybe two. Okay. Right. I don't know what episode we're on. Um, so, I don't think Kyle's right, but I don't think Lindsay and Danielle are right either. Okay. What do you think? I kind of think they're all wrong and they're all trash. I mean, Lindsay's reasoning of not liking Kyle because he cheated on Amanda is completely flawed. And then Kyle and Amanda's reasoning of sending this... 17-page email because Amanda got cropped out of some Instagram photos and unfollowed is completely childish. And this week they refollowed her and she refollowed them and things are still tense, but they're, I don't know, they're getting better. Maybe, maybe not. We did learn that Amanda knows that he cheated, so that's not going to be something that's revealed this uh, season. Apparently he hid the cheating scandal for like a year and she only found out a few months before taping. So I was under the impression that they were living together in New York, but they had this whole talk about the cheating and how she has trouble trusting him. And last season, she wanted them to move in together and he was hesitant. And now he's like, let's move in together. And she's like, I'm not sure that I'm ready for this. So that's where they are. I think she should have dumped him at the time. I also have a theory that he cheated on her on a ski trip with Everett because I remember him going up to a ski trip before the reunion last year after the season had aired and they had so much whispering angel wine and it just I don't know it seemed like a bad decision and we now learn that Everett was the one that told like Lindsay and everybody else that he cheated so somehow Everett's involved we'll see him next week and they're on the ski trip right now in real time yeah right but also engaged so like who knows I don't think that else. I mean, I'm I'm just gonna keep my mouth shut. <laughs> yeah. The rest of my observations from the week are very basic. I mean, I think Lindsay's hair needs to be more blonde, less white. I think it's a better look for her. They were flipping back to last season. She looked a lot prettier. Um, Danielle's really a hot mess. She is not as put together as she was last year. I hate this guy, Jordan. He seems like a total douche. And if I have to hear that he was Hinge's most eligible bachelor one more time, I will turn off the show. Well, for the longest time, I thought Hinge was grinder, and then I realized that it is not the same. It's 
very good that you're not single. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, and Kyle bought a jello shot machine instead of the margarita machine. And it kind of seemed to make Amanda mad because she was like, we should think about making these purchases together. And he was like, no, I'm going to do this forever. And that's kind of my only thoughts on the week. I mean, a jello shot machine seems pretty cool. No, like an industrial one that a bar would have. Like, they had to have somebody come and set it up and show them how to operate it. Oh, yeah, not so much. He definitely spent a couple thousand dollars on that. Let's be honest. The show spent a couple thousand dollars on that. I think he spent a couple thousand dollars on that. Yes. I think the show rents the house for them. Everything else is on top of them. Even the, like, the dinners. Yeah. You think... I do. I think so, especially because this season they, sorry, they keep going to um, places that Lindsay does PR for. So So you think think that's them. That's how they're getting the free stuff is like because she's going on quote unquote work. I don't even know that it's free. I think that they're paying for it. Maybe she sees it as her client getting some business. Maybe they're getting a discount. But I do think that they pay for almost everything that comes out there. That's interesting. That's really interesting. The only other thing is Carl did not meet his quota. Big surprise. (laughs) He works? Yeah. I didn't know he works. Oh, my God. Oh, well, you didn't watch last season. He was trying to get a job in sales, and then he had a job in sales, and, like... I was actually being sarcastic because he was like, oh, I got fired last season. Oh. New job, and I have a real big boy job in chills. Well... Now his big boy job is going to be big boy mad because he did not meet his quota. Well, I don't know. I could never work sales. I would no, never you have work. to be a special person, but, like, if that's your job and this is the career that you have chosen, you need to do your job. And do it right. Mm-hmm. Like, I couldn't do what you're doing, but do you see me lining up to be a nurse? No. No. <laughs> True that. You don't see me trying to run our Instagram because I am, like, clueless when I was like, it won't pass. And you're like, Instagram down. <laughs> I did say it exactly like that. <laughs> so I'm glad that you got my subtext. <laughs> oh, all right, what else are you watching? Oh my gosh. Okay, so the biggest thing that I was watching, which I, you guys, you have to watch it. It's called Dating Around. It's on Netflix. Oh, I forgot about that. That's my bad. Oh my gosh, it's okay. So I literally heard about it on the radio. Bo and, and Stassi are watching it now. What? Bo and Stassi are watching it now. Yes. So listen, it's only six episodes. It's brand new on Netflix. It's so, in like, odd, but intriguing, but stupid, but you can't take your eyes off of it. I literally watched, so, like, there are 20-minute episodes, so it's, like, two and a half hours. I think I finished them all in, like, a day, which, here's the girl who has no time to watch Summer House and Mexican Dynasties, but she got herself, you know knee-deep in dating around. I respect not watching Summer House. I do not respect that you didn't watch Mexican Dynasties. <laughs> you were watching Dating Around, you would know why. Um, so, like, there's no real explanation about what the show is. It literally just, like, starts, and it's, like, five dates, one second date, and that's all it says. And then you just see this, like, so the first episode, this guy named Luke, he comes up, and he's dressed in a suit, and you're like, okay, he's gonna go on five first dates. I get the premise. What's super confusing is that he, like, he's in the same outfit 
every single date. So you're like, is this five separate nights? Or is the, and they have them wear the same thing? Or is this all together? But then, like, you see them order all this food. And he's, like, eating it. And there's, like, there's no way this is all the same day. Because, like, how can somebody eat this much every time? And it's always dark outside. So, like, you would think if he was eating that much. And I was, like, so confused. I had to, like, Google it to find out that they make them wear the same thing every day. Mm -hmm. Like, every day. Um, And, like, there was this one girl on the first episode. I mean, she was clear Jersey. And she's just, like, I get told all the time that I, like, eat weird. That I eat with my lips. And she, sure enough, is, like, eating. Oh, yeah, you talked about this girl last week. Yes, and she's, like, I just have to taste it and I'm like oh my god and then she like forces her lips on him and like there was this one like and then like so you watch the first episode you're like okay like oh I should start like choosing my favorite and then you watch the second episode and you see this and I, I'm just assuming total spoiler so if anybody wants to watch it I'm not gonna say anything I'll just hold it off I'm not gonna get spoilers I feel bad I was gonna say stop this podcast but do not stop this podcast keep listening to us <laughs> um so yeah but then you go on this next one and this there's like one horrible date and then like and what's really cool is they do like two um like so they do like one like lesbian couple one gay couple two like um heterosexual couples and then one older couple okay so they do like a really i guess there was one more I don't remember. There's six episodes. I forget what the six episode was, but it's like super cool because like they kind of do like a whole different variety of people, and it's like by the time you're in a third episode, you're like, do I like this or do I not? And then you're like, oh, there's only three episodes left. Let's find out. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, highly recommend. And then give us some feedback on what you think because I was kind of like slightly enthralled, slightly disgusted, slightly confused. Fair enough. But, like a lot of on- good television that I described that way. Yeah, well, it's kind of on par for Bravo. <laughs> so, really good. Okay. And then my last one was, which I posted, The Case Against Anad Saeed. Hopefully everybody is watching or listening to the podcast. The first episode was really good about setting the stage for the case. Um, love, love, love. Can't wait to see the next three episodes. Go listen to the podcast if you haven't. Okay. Um, I did... Adam and I are uh, re-watching Game of Thrones, and they're really advertising that hard. So I did see it. It looked good. I haven't watched an episode yet. Which one? Oh, the Case Against an Outstage? Yeah. It's really good. I mean, I really say it's really, really good. Hmm. Well, kind of like that, I finished the Ted Bundy tapes, and it's it's really worth it. I watched all four episodes, and I highly recommend it. The thing that I keep thinking about, well, two things. One is... I probably should have realized this, but I never thought about it. The idea that at one point in time, there was no such thing as serial killers. Like, how crazy is that? So I did watch the first episode a couple weeks ago, and I did think that was interesting that they didn't, like, because there wasn't, they didn't There's realize that. database that you can look at. You can, yeah. Yeah. So it's crazy. Just like, that thought, like, blew my mind. And I was like, I, I totally should have known this, but it's, Oh, odd thing to grow up and not think, oh, serial killers are good. So, on another note, so since you like that a lot, you need to watch The Mind Hunter. Is that uh, what's that on? on Netflix? It's on Netflix. Okay. It kind of it's um it's loosely based off like a true story of the FBI and this guy in the FBI. 
-hmm. but it's set back again in the 70s where they didn't have this idea of serial killers they pick real stories like real things that they quote unquote investigate in this fictional like drama Mm -hmm. Uh, but he goes and interviews people like Ted Bundy and like all these big serial killers like granted they're all actors but like the whole idea is that like he his idea is that there's like a a personality behind serial killers like all serial killers are alike that's very interesting that sounds right up my alley yes it was so good I can't wait for season two to come out so do you want me to ruin the ending no, it's, well, I mean, it's Ted Bundy. I could Google it's it. Bundy. So the two other things that stuck with me is, like you just said, and I wasn't going to bring it up, but you already said it. Um, they go into the fact that the FBI was really just starting to get into this and share information, create a database, and how much time that they had agents spend with Ted Bundy, and they would bring cases in, and he actually helped them crack a few yes. cases because they were like, he was like, well, if I was this person, I would do this, and these would be my patterns and things like that, and it's just insane. So there's that, and there's also the offhand remark that he made to police one day that he said that I didn't do this, but when you do find the person that did, the murders will be in triple digits, and it'll be across six states. So he said that at the end you find out that the murders are because this is later across seven states they could only connect him to 30. what if he did do 100 or more because it gets to a point where he's been locked up and then he escapes and like he just has all of this pent-up energy and i guess i'll call it rage it's more like a need to kill he offs like six people in a night like what if it is 100 or more how insane it's just crazy. It's it is. crazy. But I highly recommend it. I also recommend I'm fully on the Leah Remini Scientology. I'm always on it. I listen to podcasts about it. You literally just... won't let me text you when she's on. You're like, I'm watching Leah Remini. Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> and no matter how much I watch, I'm like, all right, there's no more that they could say. And then they're like, oh, it's season three. Let's go into the fact that L. Ron Hubbard adopted, like, 70 children and took them on a boat and you're like how was this not the first thing that you said in this series this is insane i highly recommend it i can't it would require another two hours for me to even explain my obsession so i'm going to end it on what i've just started watching which is dairy girls on netflix it's a very sp specific viewer type and the viewer type is kind of you and me so it's okay. these girls in ireland and they're growing up in the 90s during Civil War, and they're all Catholic, and they go to Catholic school. Their oh, mothers, yes, that is so us. Their mothers are our mothers. Like, them going to school is us, and it's it's kind of hard to understand because they all have a really deep, thick, like, almost ruddy English accent. Okay. And, like, <laughs> it's really funny. Like, I just watched an episode last night, and they're pretending, or... The, the one's drunk, the other one has been studying for a test, and they're all in high school, and she had too much caffeine, so they follow this dog, because the one girl's dog died the night before, and she's all sad about it, so they follow this dog that looks like the dog into a church, and two of the girls think that they see the Virgin Mary winking at her. And then they think that it's crying, but here the, the other girl has followed the 
dog up to the balcony and it pisses and the piss comes through the roof oh and it looks like Virgin Mary and then they bring a priest in and they all think the priest is super hot but the nun is there and the nun's like these girls are lying and I'm gonna prove it it's just for you and I it's very relatable for other people it might not be but it's if you grew up in an Irish Catholic family and you went to Catholic school it's the show for you it's only 20 minutes it's a good watch all right I'll add that to my list (laughs) and before we go on to our next segment um I just want to say so for all of you who have Spotify and are listening on your Spotify app if you have Spotify premium you can get Hulu for free so I've had Spotify premium for a while just because you know, I have family that lives, you know, like two hours away that I go see fairly frequently and things like that. So it's great to like listen to music and additional listening podcasts. Um, so I started watching the other um, Fire Frauds. Oh, yeah. Hulu had. It is crazy because if you watch the one on Netflix, it did not interview Billy. This one does. So I'm halfway through it. It's quite interesting. I actually kind of like the fact that I watched the Netflix one first. Because I got to, like, see, like, because they don't interview him, I got to see, like, what everybody else said. Well, and they said the Netflix one is less impartial. So, you're yeah, should- I would say this one's very, I mean, I haven't, I'm only, like, halfway through. So, it hasn't been very, but, like, the Netflix one's much better. Like, I was able to, like, really get through this one. This one's kind of, like, a little slow. But I'm definitely interested to see, like, Billy try to talk himself out of it because Netflix made me convinced that he knew exactly what he was doing. But it also made me convinced. The Hulu one's making me convinced that Ja Rule got out scot-free. Really? Which has been my biggest thing, that Ja Rule had more into this, yeah. He was a brand ambassador that was, like, putting, like, he's the one who got the island. He's the one that talked to everybody in the Bahamas. Hmm. And Billy's the one that, like, gets stuck in jail. I I would say stuck in jail, but I will be interested to hear next week when you have a full recap of it. Yes, because I'll just put that on my list. Okay. All right. A lot of good shows. I'm glad this is yours because I literally thought to myself, what the hell? When you saw Dorit's riding outfit on Beverly Hills and it was the Chanel suspenders. If y'all could see me just rubbing my eyes and rolling them because like, I I probably pulled an eye muscle because the amount I was going on. If she doesn't have Gucci, Chanel, something written in, like, mm-hmm. bold print for everybody to know that she has it, like, girl, you got everything stolen out of your house and your husband supposedly owes, like, $8.7 million worth of gambling debt. Get it together. You're probably renting it. Probably. She's probably getting it from Rent the Runway. Ooh. Burn. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that outfit was insane. The Erica Jane and Teddy looked great in their denim. They looked like they were ready for it. And just like, yeah, she looked insane. Yeah, it was, I don't know. I was just, and I've, you know, I think you mentioned something before. Like, what do you think about, like, Erica's, like, interview outfits? Um, Ooh, yeah. What do you think? Some of them are really good. and I mean, but she's always kind of been out of the box. And she's yeah. doing more hair extensions, more wigs this season. What do you think of the short hair wig? I'm not a fan. Really? I think it looks so cool. See, it looks cool, but I feel like I really like, like, when they, like, braid her, like, super long hair. I like that, too, but, like, I like that it's 
they don't just keep doing long hair and braids and curls and other stuff. I like that it's different. That's true. I mean, she always looks fabulous. She can totally pull it off. I loved last season where she wore, like, that black top and she had the curls and then she had, like, the tiara on. Yes. That was good. Yes. No, and I love the one um, scene where she has a champagne flute and she's, like, yelling. Yes, it's so good. And you don't watch New York to know this, but you know what Dorinda looks like, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's so unfortunate. She is wearing a leopard top and she has her hair blown out, so she looks like a low-budget Erica Jane. And it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, nobody can outdo Erica Jane. <laughs> you can tell that neither woman like they just picked this out on their own erica's glam squad probably picked hers out but like dorinda's not trying to copy her it's just an unfortunate coincidence and whoo it's rough <laughs> <laughs> oh do you have any uh, good outfits of the week um not really i mean i didn't see you no know, it's been i did not get a chance to watch the iHeartRadio music awards to like watch that and see so if there's any good outfits a lot of your pump rules win. Yes. I, I did like Sassy's white outfit. That's what I was going to say. She always looks so classy and she looks great. She looked great there. Looked so much better than both Sheena and Ariana, who I feel like were trying to do like edgy high fashion and it didn't work. And I did really like Taylor Swift's like dress. I don't think I saw it, but I'm going to get on board because she typically looks really good. Yeah, she looked, you know, she hasn't been making much of like a public appearance these days and she just had this like really cool like rainbow glitter dress on it was really like but not like rainbow like was that from the awards or was that just from her instagram post because she's promoting something that's like a secret and she put that up there the other day that was like a rainbow glittery dress thing i thought it was from the awards because i thought that i saw that um one of the country music artists thanked her for something at the awards oh you could be right i didn't watch it the only information i have is from um instagram so, here, let me pull it up for you. Was it like this? Can you see that? No. Okay, then you're correct. So, let me pull it. It was like this, like, I can't think of the word, but, like, as a kid, we used to have purses, and it looked really cheap, and it looked really... Oh, like, like stuff? Yeah, but, like, you know those little circle things? I don't know what I'm thinking of. Um, that's 2019. I can't even remember what freaking year it is these days. Hmm. I don't even know my name. Well, this oh, is... maybe it is the same thing. <laughs> yeah, I thought so. Oh, it was a lot different in the camera. Okay. But yeah, this is at the iHeart Music Awards. Okay. I mean, she looks good. She always looks good. So good for her. All right, let's finish up with our rose and thorn of the week. I've already said my thorn, which is the fact that you would even consider bejazzling yourself. And you know, I'm disappointed because I did not have a thorn this week because I thought it was a relatively good week in the, you know, reality TV realm. It was. So I'm just going to be nice this week and say I have no thorn. Um, but my rose. So this might sound boring, boring for all you young kids out there. But with my schedule and Todd's schedule... Our life getting to the grocery store has been non-existent. <laughs> so I decided to do home grocery delivery. And it was freaking mind-blowing. <laughs> I can't tell you. I actually, I didn't do the delivery. I did the pickup just because I, you know, I couldn't be home for the delivery. But I could be, I could, like, go pick it up. Um, 
I don't know why I waste so much time going to the grocery store. It literally cost me two extra dollars to pick it up. That's it? That's it. Two dollars to pick it up. Plus tax, but you, t- you get taxed regardless if you're there or not. Yeah. yeah. Two dollars. And, nice. and I had a coupon because I was a new, I did Peapod, so Peapod's available on the East Coast. Um, $25 off just for picking it up. That's they packaged awesome. it. And I have heard some people say, like, oh, you don't get the best fruit or stuff like that. I had no problems with my fruit. I got bananas. I got oranges, tomatoes, like asparagus. Like, I got a whole bunch of different, like, that was the core of my order was, like, fruits and veggies. Mm-hmm. And they all looked great. Like, so I have no complaints. Yeah. If anybody from Peapod is listening, I will be a brand ambassador. I will not be like Jaw if you go down. I will support you fully. She will go down with you. <laughs> yes. Because I looked at um, Instacart. If anybody from Instacart's out there, I was a little concerned about it. If you want me to try it, I will absolutely try it just to hit us up. Um, so I, that's the reason I did Peapot over Instacart. So if anybody wants me to try Instacart and give my review, let me know. Because I'll try it. Because Instacart is available more. Like, Peapot was just giant out here that I could do. But Instacart, I could do Costco. I think I could do Aldi. Okay. Um, I like Which it. are the two ones out here. Yeah. Um, but Instacart's delivery. And I didn't like the fact that, like, there's a person that drops it off. Like, me and you could work for Instacart and, like, drop stuff off of people's houses. Hmm. Yeah, I feel about that. That's like how Amazon is promoting that you can leave a key out and somebody put the packages inside your house, and I don't like that. Yeah, I don't like that either, because I was I wanted to do, like, Amazon Fresh, mm-hmm. but Amazon Fresh was not available in my area, and I did I needed more, like, vegetables. I didn't really need, like, groceries, if that makes sense, because yeah. I could just do the Amazon. They, live, they have another one, the like Amazon Marketplace or something like that that's, like, more, like, cereals and, you know, like, bread, things like, like non-cold yeah. items. Yeah. Um, I really didn't need that. So, rose. What? That's a good rose. Yeah, so highly recommend, although I don't recommend it for you because I want your Monday afternoon Meghan Markle posts. I know, I didn't go this week. That's I know, so I was a little disappointed because I was waiting for the, like, it's ugly right. or the stupid or the... No, normally it's just trash because she's trash. trash. There we go, I couldn't think of... Trash. You just need. To, we need to find like multiple acronyms or synonyms. No, it's just trash. <laughs> trash. Trash. I saw somebody post it on Twitter. You know how uh, they're going through Brexit and everything. Yeah. And somebody said, I don't know why the Brits are having such a problem making a deal over there. They have a deal or no deal expert in the castle <laughs> using her. And I was like, I love this person. <laughs> Could you imagine good with her going with like box number thirteen? Oh gosh. Forward without Ireland. That's what you've selected. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that I would watch. But my rose of the week is that once again I was listening to Radio Andy and Denise Richards was on and she's just so sweet and she was talking about how her new husband is in the process of adopting her youngest daughter with special needs. And I thought that was so sweet. That is sweet. I love Denise Richards. She can stick around for every franchise, wherever she gets along. Love her in Beverly Hills, but if she doesn't like Beverly Hills, send her wherever because I love her. I love her laid-back attitude. I love that they were at dinner that didn't have tables. I know. In this week's episode. I love that they, like, left their kids while they were doing homework. (laughs) I love that she's just in search of a breadbasket. Yes. um, She is my favorite. 
keep her on. I don't know that she's my favorite, but I thoroughly enjoy her. I really like her. She's like one of my favorites this season. All right. Well, I think that's it. Thanks for listening. And please subscribe and like and rate and review us because that means more people will find us. And luckily more people are finding us because we finally have like 600 followers on Instagram. Now, according to Instagram, none of you want to listen to us talk, but we're going to keep talking. So So if you tell us to shut up, we're just going to keep on talking. Don't hide your kids. Don't hide your wife. Let them all know that you want to listen to us. Yeah. So... (laughs) <laughs> you don't like that come on like no, I, mean, I just feel like so here's the thing if anybody's listening that wrote like shut up tell us why we should shut up no because, don't no because then, we can, then we can talk about why we won't shut up like it, mm. oh my god um i feel like you're asking lightning in march guys what? what i feel like you're asking for people to come for our throats i mean we need you know constructive criticism is all about growth all right, I'm gonna let you grow, and I'm and you just keep talking it. about Megan Markle's trash, and we'll just we'll she is trash. So. She is trash. <laughs> All right, guys, have a good day. Have a good night. Have a good weekend. Whenever you're listening to us, and hopefully next week's Bravo shows are just as good. All right, bye. Bye.